five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and on podcast, we're back. And this show was going to be extra special. Very Irish. Very Irish. So yeah. if you're new to the Android podcast. Do you agree? And you're <laughs> returning Energize listener. Oh, sorry, what'd you say? If you're returning Energize listener. Konosatatu. Or welcome back. So, yeah. Barry, tell us what is going down on today's show. Okay, uh, on today's show, we're going to be discussing all the details about Ireland in general. So, we do have people living all around the world. They want to know what the story is with the Irish rugby and the Irish football. So, we thought we'd put two shows into one and discuss it all today. I thought we were going to discuss like, Brexit and like, the presidential elections. Oh, no, we're sick of that, man. Obviously not. It's all about sports. Um, look, things have really shaken up in the Irish rugby and they've really shaken up in the Irish football. So here we are to discuss them. Yeah. Are we going to start on the football or the rugby? I think we should start off with the highs of Irish football and then end in the lows of Irish rugby. Yeah. But no, I'm not joking. Like, I think definitely the rugby and then just sort of take it from there. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, Irish rugby, we're the best team in the world. Is, is there any better way to start than that? Yeah. Unofficially, officially the best team in the world. Um, over the weekend, we were voted the World Rugby Team of the Year. Uh, also, Joe Schmidt was voted the World Manager of the Year. And also, Johnny Sexton was, was voted Rugby Player of the Year as well. Um, it's actually, what more do you want? Clean sweep. Uh, it's actually amazing how like such a small country like Ireland can actually be so successful in a sport like rugby. Although, like, New Zealand isn't that big either as well. You no. know? So, it's not really like we're taking on India. Yeah. But... Uh, it's just such a drastic change to how like terrible the Irish football team is, and um, how much like they're actually begging for people to go to games. Yeah. Literally, like handing them out for free. And yeah, we're giving out all the free tickets yeah. to Ireland games. Yeah, myself and Ross are actually like offered free tickets, and like we're just like, oh, you may as well give them to someone who really wants to go because sick of going to nil all draw games. Yeah. and like I, I mean like. We already watch Man U and suffer watching Man U. We're used to nil-all draws. It's like, if we knew Ireland were going to get hockeyed 6-0 by Brazil, I'd be down. I'd be down with my Brazilian jersey on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Um, was he a young player of the year? Uh, not that I, No, there was a breakthrough player of the year. Uh, I think that was your man, the scrum half from South Africa, I think it was. Oh, God, no. I was just wondering because I thought maybe if there was a young player of the year, Stockdale might have won it. No. Sure, St- yeah, Stockdale had another amazing well, year as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like top try scoring Six Nations, broke the try scoring record in Six Nations for as I'm aware, and then yeah. obviously he's capped off the winning try against New Zealand. Yeah, like I just think that Irish squad is so strong, so strength and depth. Um, and they were like better than New Zealand for that entire game. So we go back to the start of the series. Yeah, well, like, really see the people probably really on one here about the New Zealand sort of yeah. situation and the awards after and what's sort of going mm. on in the background. Obviously, the first game was held in Soldier Field, Soldier Boy, uh, uh, over Chicago, and then Ireland basically annihilated the Italians with basically a second-string team. Uh, let's just sort of discuss this for a second because some people were saying that there was no point to that game because they're only using a second-string side. But the thing is, you may not be getting the name recognition of the players, but you're getting, like, serious standards of of rugby here as well yeah the Ireland second team is still a very very good team and also you have to give those opportunities to those sort of players who you know obviously Joey Carberry started that game and like look 
you have to give him a chance. If Johnny Sexton ever gets injured, you know what I mean? You have to give him a chance to play with the other players to give him that experience that he's not having his first game against your New Zealand or your France, England, Australia. It's fairly vital. And also it gives other players, like Toig Byrne went in, it was debut, scored two tries from the yeah. second row. Like, when's the last time you heard the second rower score two tries in the game? No. It doesn't really happen. No. No, not really, no. You know, and, and Jordan Larmer, who looked like... He was playing a different sport to everyone else. Yeah. Scored a hat-trick. Yeah, he you know looked I mean? like a running back from the NFL or something like that. I was like, you can't touch him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, these games have to happen because, obviously, Ireland are sort of set on like a starting 15. Maybe you swap one in, one out. But, like, these players are staying in Ireland, earning the money they're on because if they move country for someone like uh, Madigan, for instance, he can't be chosen by Ireland now because mm. he doesn't live in Ireland. Um So, the more Irish rugby games that come along and the more friendlies, it means the more caps these guys get. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there is breakout players, like obviously Merriman, uh, like Luke McGrath, both battling now for that scrum half position because of Conor Murray now, and like look, they're look at the experience they've now gained mm. with Conor Murray out. Whereas if we had been going to the World Cup without Conor Murray, we would have been like, can these lads step it up? And in fairness, at the end of the day, they won what was a fifty-four-seven. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, would the first team have scored much more? Maybe not. You know what I mean. Like these players were out here to prove a point. They were looking to break through in the team. And after watching that, I was like, "Jeez, I think Larmore should maybe start ahead of Carney." That's that was my initial thought on it. You know what I mean? After watching it, and now obviously when we get to the Zealand game, Rob Carney played incredible in the game. But it's just more so the question that someone can actually play that well. You can actually doubt someone as talented as Rob Carney means that we actually have that youth and talent coming through. Yeah, that well, like obviously we're wrapping up the first game, but after seeing that the amount of talent that we have there, it's sort of like. What, like where did this come from yeah because if you look at the Irish football team we're like we're looking all over the, look, looking under rocks for players who have Irish grannies you know what I mean it's like we're we're clutching the straws in that football team and it's just like the love I can't you see we're getting so spoiled with the rugby that like you know what I mean yeah it's Beating the, the football hacker. feel terrible yeah the, the football is shocking but obviously that was great that was a great start to to to, to to start the Guinness series. I yeah. don't think many people were really that interested in the rugby in that game. I felt like I was the only person wearing an Irish jersey in the pub. But like and also that game was being streamed for free on uh BT's YouTube channel, I think it was. Oh okay. Yeah. And then the rest of the rugby games were on uh Channel Four, weren't they? Oh to be honest, I was either at them or I was like watching the pub and I wasn't like asking I wasn't asking the barman what what channel the game was on. <laughs> as long as it's on I don't care. Yeah. But then uh first game in Dublin was against Argentina. Ireland obviously won twenty eight seventeen. Uh, we went to that. We were we were there so early that you were annoyed. You're like could have got the next start. But yeah. uh, this game, this game, like it was sort of a bit all over the place. Maybe it was because it was the first time the starting fifteen, well, probably the better starting fifteen, were back alongside each other since the uh, the piss up after on Paddy's day winning against the uh, the English the English yeah. Uh, yeah, look, Argentina are always a tough side for us to face come up against. We've never really overly hammered them ever. Uh, yeah. They're really tied up front. They know they know exactly what they're doing. Um, it was never going to be an easy game. It, it was sort of you were wait the whole game. Like Argentina were actually leading for a good bit of the game. We were almost sort of waiting for Ireland to eventually go out there and win the game. You know what I mean? And they did in the end. Yeah. It was it was that sort of feeling to the game. You were looking at sixty a minute and you're like, all right. Kicking it into the next gear, and yeah. they, they like in fairness, they eventually did. But you know, I mean, it, it was 
a lot more contested than people thought. And it also put a lot of doubt going into the New Zealand game. They were like, geez, if we play like that, we won't beat the All Blacks. And like Brian O'Driscoll even said it himself that, here, look, I think New Zealand are going to win after watching the Argentina game. Yeah, oh. well, looking at that game as well, right, um, the start of 15 was a bit like the back line, as in the backs, they were, it was a bit like very experienced and then not very experienced. There was no like straight on, just all had 40 caps each. Uh, things eventually got going, yes. But um, I think some of the players were also looking forward to the New Zealand game because yeah. that's where everyone was sort of like, can I stay in this seat until the New Zealand game? Yeah. And then they were like, no, don't worry, Ireland are playing Northern Ireland next, so you can stay. And they are like, ah, oh, no, I'll come back. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Uh, yeah. um, I am yeah. fucking leaving. And uh, for me, like the real standout player in that game was Bundy Akai. I thought he was yeah. actually brilliant yeah. in that game. Can we discuss him as well for a second, right? First of all, Bundy Akai seems to be getting... Remember when he was initially put into the Ireland team, right? And everyone's yeah. like... Why why is he playing for Ireland? Why yeah. is he playing for Ireland? First of all, who 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 is the person or the people that are saying why is he playing for Ireland? Like who are these guys? Probably the previous twelve for Connacht. <laughs> <laughs> the fellow whose position was robbed by him. Yeah, probably uh, was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He probably started. It. He was probably in the pub going. That fella's not even Irish. Shouldn't yeah. be in the team. See, look, myself and Ross were discussing this earlier in the car, right? And we were saying that. Um, we were watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out here. We we're discussing the people on the show. And like everyone on the show is English, right? But you have like an Indian woman in it. You have a black woman in it. You have like, an, uh, sorry, an, a, a white guy in it. And it was just like, they're all English, but they're all different race. Yeah, different backgrounds. And like nowadays in Ireland, there's so many, it's so multinational as well. Whereas like, uh, well, I remember when I was in school, in primary school now, there's only two black people in the school. And now like, you go to like multiple schools and there's black, white, Asian, everyone. Like, so it's sort of like, why is the racism being brought into the Irish rugby team? Because like, no one minded when Phil Babb was playing for Ireland or like when Clinton Morrison was missing out with goals. No one minded that, you know? Yeah, although people do mind Sawyer's Christie for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we can get yeah. into that, yeah. But I mean, Buniaki, it's as if we're after getting like a Jonah Lomu into the team and you're sort of like... Sheena Fia for it, bud. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think, obviously, I think because he's of Maori descent, so like he does not look stereotypically Irish because there was no, like, can't believe CJ Standers in the Irish team and he's South African, you know what I mean? I so it obviously has something to do with the colour of his skin one way or another. Yeah, I'm not saying people, are, like, I don't know whether it is some sort of racism towards it or whether it's just, like, you know, yeah, but like, how is racism even still sure. a thing? I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. It's like, Especially it's in like, sport, like, you know what I mean? The amount of sport we watch, like, the, like even watching the basketball, like, I know, yeah. I'm not like, oh, LeBron James, why didn't they give it to the white guy? Uh, you know I, what I mean? Like, uh, it's just, like, it's just, what, what do you, like, like, I'm not like, oh, you saying bold, can't believe he's the fastest guy. I, I, I actually was saying to one of the lads in work the other day, uh, that Donald Sterling, who used to own the LA Clippers, he was like, the uh, NBA, like, forced him out. For racism, they were like, "Here, look, you have to leave." Like he was caught having a race conversation, yeah. and your man goes, "Well, one of the fellow who owns a basketball team was racist," and I was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "You're hardly going to win the NBA championship with a team full of white fellas." You know what I mean? I was like, "Jeez, like fairly good point." You know what I mean? And I was like, "I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, I know, yeah, somebody who owns like a team that's full of black players is racist. Like it is what it is." You know what I mean? Like it seems to be underlyingly still everywhere, but." Less tolerated these days, I think. But, like, okay, let's look at it this way. In America, like, even 
obviously if you have if you haven't checked out our latest MMA show, check it out because we're talking about Tyson Fury and Don, Deontay Wilder. But like Deontay Wilder was saying, like racism is still massive in America. Like he's saying that like he because people are like, man, you're forty and oh. 39 knockouts the guy you didn't knock out you then did knock out like how is he not such a bigger superstar name yeah but like if you look at it this way my Tyson was black as well and like he was he had less wins but he was like a massive phenomenon so it's sort of like I, I, it must be sort of you either have it or you don't you know what I mean well, and yeah. obviously Tyson had it and Wilder maybe doesn't I'm not saying he doesn't have the skills or ability because that's they're two different things you know what I mean but obviously so you sort of gravitate towards people. Sometimes you don't gravitate towards. Them. Yeah, maybe you know I mean? back maybe back in the day, like there was no MMA. It was just the boxing, and then he was the baddest man in the universe, mm. and people wanted to know who the baddest man in the world is. Now people are sort of like, who is it? Is it is it Daniel Cormier? Is it Anthony Joshua? No one really yeah. knows what what the story is. Is it Brock Lesnar? Chap walking around with the belt. But bring it back to Bundyakai. Yeah. Um, um, look. I love having him there. And one thing that actually shows how good and how much of a different player Bundy Akai actually is is that Ring Rose and Henshaw play together for Leinster. So they play week in, week out together for Leinster. And Bundy Akai still like, takes one out yeah. and starts for Ireland. So like he actually clearly is a brilliant player. We were actually chanting like at the game. We are like, he's one of our own. He's one of our own. Bundy Akai, he's one of our own. We love him. It's like grew up eating yeah. Teo sandwiches that fella give over that. He's as Irish as the day is long. Yeah, because if you look at it as well, he's there like basically crying when the national anthem's on. Yeah. Whereas like Declan Rice for the football team doesn't even want to play for us. You, yeah. know, you want people to be on the team. Look, if you want to put on the green jersey, you see yourself as Irish. Like, I don't see what the big deal is. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's not even like, our decision. The IRFU made the decision that yeah. he's worthy of it. I think he was there, what, what's the real, like three years? Yeah. Like... I mean, he's paying taxes towards the government and everything. So, I mean, like, I mean, what more do you want him to do? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, that okay, uh, that sort of leads us into the next game, right? But uh, I think we should start off with the win. Obviously, Ireland beat New Zealand uh, 69. Speaking of Bundyaki, after the game, the lads all got into a huddle together and he, like, led a chant. Yeah. Um, which is unbelievable because if you look at the football team, out of the 11 players that start, I think maybe two, if not three, actually sing the national anthem. So... What's going on here? Do, do, is the there's, clear, there's clearly much more closer closest with the rugby team because in fairness, and it's always going to be in the football team will never be able to match it because the majority of the rugby team play with each other every week. Yeah, but the thing is, the players for the football team do not sing the national anthem. Yeah, but the majority of them are English. Yeah, no, but do you think like they sing or they don't sing it because they don't want it or do you think they actually they don't, do know. Know. They they don't, don't know, know it yeah they don't know it yeah would they, would they, would they not come out with like uh, the shoulder to shoulder thing because people get so passionate about that yeah but a lot of people don't like that as well because uh, they don't like they, they think that, like that's a song to like appease the Protestant people in the country yeah but if they sing soldier to soldier uh, sorry <laughs> soldier <laughs> if, to soldier yeah if they sing shoulder to shoulder all, all the like Northern Ireland have their own team so therefore like the whole country will sing it because be, we've been there they go Sheena Fina Foil and then they mumble the rest and then they go come on lads at the very end like there's no like yeah I know yeah but I think you're getting too hung up on the national anthem yeah but like if you look at the way the hat yeah, but you, is yeah but you shouldn't compare the two because they're, they're not like for like with the rugby and the football so you, like you're comparing chalk and cheese and then expecting yeah, the same they, results yeah but they both sing a song before the game is my point yeah but I, I think before, yeah but at yeah, first you went right to the end of the game you were like Bundyakai was doing a bleeding war dance in the, in the, at the end of the but like well, they, I they think, definitely need something think, man yeah, but like we're not talking about the football, we're talking about the rugby. We're a bit about. Yeah, but like we'll get to the football in a minute. We're, we're you're there saying that the football's crap when we're about to talk about the biggest win in Irish rugby history. I was only a friendly. Give over. <laughs> Come on. 
So, like, I think we should start off with the actual hacker itself. New yeah. Zealand, like, they did a different hacker than they normally done. That, I've yeah. never seen that hacker before. Apparently, like, they invented it against South Africa in a World Cup game. Okay. And I was like, when I watched it, I was like, right, that's like something that you should never miss when New Zealand are doing the hacker, especially against your own team. I was like, yeah. I was like, all right, Jesus, game on. And then I'll, you watch the Irish, and like, the way they shoot it, like, they do the hacker, and then they show the Irish player standing there, like, staring at it. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And like, apparently, you made a good point when we were watching, him, like, should they be allowed to do that? You know what I mean? Like, they're intimidating the other team. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's a fair point, but they've also done it for so long that it's almost harsh to be like, you can't do that now. Yeah. You know I mean? And it's you like, don't want to be that team to say you can't do it. You know? Yeah. Wales once made them do in the change room before and like that video of them doing the change room. That was just weird. But then like New Zealand like hammered them for doing it. Yeah. As in like, they, they were like, you don't want to extra roll them yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But people also go to that game to see that as well. Yeah. It's like part of the package deal, you know? Yeah. No, no. Like that's like part of the thrill of seeing New Zealand. You get to see the hacker while doing it. And yeah. when you, you when it really came down to the game then as well, I couldn't believe how much better Ireland were playing than New Zealand for nearly the whole game. Yeah. Now, there obviously were moments in the game where New Zealand could have come back and won. There was like a few block down kicks and there was one or two passes that couldn't get away that New Zealand could have scored a try and then been in the lead. Yeah, no, it was all... There was look at the... And look at the, but I'm, I'm sure there was also moments where Ireland didn't get the rub of the play. Yeah. I also thought the ref wasn't very good for Ireland. Uh, I thought he was not... Wayne Barnes is like historically known for not being a good referee against Ireland. Um, okay. But... It was just, I was actually watching it and I was waiting for like the vintage New Zealand manoeuvre come 60, 70, 80 minutes, those last 20 minutes where they were like, and we've done it again, the last yeah. 20 minutes won the game. Yeah, same here. Because Ireland were so much better in the first half, but they were only three points up and I felt like they deserved to be maybe 10 points up. You know what I mean? So it was such a great performance and from the first minute to the 80th minute, I was like, wow. I, and I know Peter Manton, he got man the match and he was absolutely incredible. Yeah. But when I was watching, I was like, I don't know who man the match is because like, no one like stood out for me and been like, they were the best. I was like, the whole team was just absolutely brilliant. What was your take on the game? Yeah, man. Well, like we were watching it together and we're, it was like, you know what I mean? It was like, you were waiting for the bad thing to happen. Yeah. Because that happens nearly all the time in anything. You know what I mean? Like, uh, remember like, obviously I'm referring back to when Thierry Henry hands the ball and then they score and it's like, you're, Obviously, you handball that, lads, and ref was like, No, <laughs> corrupt. It's like but, France is supposed to win this game, shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've already sold all the jerseys, they have to play. Uh, yeah, I was just waiting for the. the. I, I felt like it, I was so high, I was like, Here, the low is going to kick in now, and then all of a sudden they won. You're actually sort of like, What the fuck? Like, we're actually, you have to be the best team in the world. We are now technically the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, and like, I think it was the, like the Stockdale Troy. Was uh, was one of the best tries I've ever seen. Probably slightly biased because I'm from Ireland, but for a guy and you know his background that he's only after breaking into the team and then having the balls to do that mm. and getting away with it. And also the momentous of the occasion to even try it. You know, I mean, it was it was just brilliant. Yeah, the whole country was watching that. I know, like some pr- certain people don't like rugby, and some people do like rugby, obviously. Uh, but like people that actually wanted to see it and mm. were fans of rugby full stop were watching this and. They got more than they bargained for. Yeah, and like you saw, like Keen Healy come off, and like when he was coming off the pitch, he was like holding his hip. He's walking off, and like he looked like he just gave it an absolute all. Yeah. Peter Mahoney came off after sixty minutes and was still awarded man of the match. Van der Flair was brilliant. Uh, Stander was absolutely incredible. Marmion is like I couldn't believe how Marmion was uh, good he is, and it's a bit like the Bundy Akai situation that like Luke McGrath and Sexton play week in week out together, yeah. but like he's that good. 
he's got the number nine role. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously you have Carney was played a stormer at fullback as well. It's one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, there's something about watching him go up for a high ball and you're just like, oh, it's, it's always like safe. You're like, yeah. he's going to win it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, like the thing is, he did drop a couple, but it's yeah. the first one that yeah. if he catches it, it yeah. like he'll, he'll catch more than not. Yeah. Oh, and actually, De- Devin Toner actually played an absolute stormer. And so did James Ryan. And they're like... I think James Ryan got mad in the match, didn't he? No, I think uh, O'Mahony did. I thought it was James Ryan. But look, well, like, they so, all I mean, deserve it. Like yeah, they yeah. all deserve. It. Like it was one of those things where it was just like, it was like the man of the match was the whole team. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it might as well have been. You know what I mean? And Rory Best, who's someone I'm, I'm a bit like, I'm looking. I'm going, is he past the best? Is he not? And then, yeah, like you know, what so mean? He it, well, he's, he's sort of getting there anyway. Uh, I looked at him and he was just hitting all his line outs that day. It, it was like a big day for him. I mean, I was I was just very impressed from start to finish how good that Irish team was. He's lucky he's all that experience because I feel like if someone with the same sort of experience was battling mm. with him, mightn't get it. Yeah, good. No, because I look at Cronin and go, oh, when Cronin comes on, like he can like run the ball from twenty yards in for a try. You know what I mean? And, he looks uh, fitter than ever. Yeah, and I look at him, but then he came on and then like he missed his first line out, and I was like, oh, the nerves. That's you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like that is thing. And also the whole front line of New Zealand was taken off. And yeah, yeah, it was the first time I've ever seen in the international game where the whole front row was taken off and a whole new front row was taken off on at the same time. Do you think that was done because they were like, right, if we do this, that could be interpreted as in like we're only taking this as a friendly and we're not actually go like it's not like. Blood, sweat, and tears. Like, you know what I mean? Sort of diminishing it. Because as you just said, that, like, that basically never happened. Well, in fairness, they were... Go- like, the Unless it was a friendly. I, I, th- I think the front row they were going up against, Furlong, Best, and Healy, were just having such a good game that they probably weren't used to being beaten in the in the scrum. Yeah. And also, the thing is, New Zealand were actually the heavier pack as well. Yeah, by, by about 30 kilos or something. Like, it was, like, by half a person almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know which player now was, like, the fellow who was eating all the pies before the game. Now, <laughs> but... Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, I think their toy head prop was up for like World Player of the Year as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Was, like, yeah. uh, they're, you know, they're not. It wasn't the New Zealand B team. Yeah. I know one or two people go, oh yeah, but they missed them and they missed them. And it's like, here, look, everyone at some stage, especially in rugby, has someone injured. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's very rare you have your full 23 people at full capacity. You know what I mean? I know, yeah, well, look, we didn't have Conor Murray either, you know? Yeah. yeah. He was like, you could also argue he was potentially the best player in the world. And a lot yeah. of people were going, oh, I don't think Ireland's going to win now because they don't have Murray. The, yeah, you see, the thing is, there was a huge build-up towards this game. Like, obviously, even pre-Argentina, I think some of the players were overlooking it a bit. Mm. Then Ireland won, right? And then, like, apart from the whole country being like, that was great, wasn't it? The amount of shit we have going mm. on and not going on and losing stuff and winning stuff, which never really happens. Let's all, like, be like, that was great. And then, like, some papers went over the top being like, Piero Manny, like you can find him on a different world, he's that good, and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. then certain newspapers then started running it down a bit, being like, it was only a friendly, and like, stop overreacting. And it was sort of like, why it like. Don't take back yeah. from what, just, what was just accomplished. Yeah, it was sort of like, say it was your birthday, and it was like, oh, happy 21st. It's like, oh man, you're closer to 30 now. It's like, why are you, what? Oh, yeah, why are you people, trying to ruin it? Some people wanted to run it down. Do you think they were just doing that to like be a troll and sort of just ruin the crack a bit? Or do you think they had a bit against it? Because it felt like the guy, obviously, who like people saw, what was his name? Uh, some fellow, he's, he's over, yeah, yeah. You and from Brazil. Yeah, some fellow was in Brazil saying that Ireland weren't that, like, I mean, people should calm down and not be like, oh, yes, like hype up the achievement that it was. And it was a bit like, but he, he seemed like more of a he must, have, he, must, he must have missed the hacker. Because if you've seen the hacker, New Zealand took that game 
as serious as taking any game. And they went out there, they tried their hardest to win, and Ireland beat them on the day. See, but like, uh, I don't want to call someone obnoxious, but like someone that doesn't really follow rugby or doesn't really have an interest will see that as in like a friendly match. Mm. But like, if you watch the game, there was nothing friendly about it. No, it was one of the most physical games I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen two teams like you could actually see how hard they were trying. I know that's a big thing that you always talk about. You could like actually see someone's trying their hardest, and these players like. It was blood, sweat, and tears, and like literally blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. No one, no one wanted to leave that pitch. First of all, like like before the game was over, or second of all, losing as well. No, I just couldn't believe that people were coming out being like, "Oh, relax, it was only a, it was only a friendly," and running it down a bit. And I was like, "Here, look, just have like have a day off and just be like, oh, that was a good day.' You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we don't it, get that many good days. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, you know what I mean? It, it's almost like you know, just say for instance. Deontay Waller beats Tyson Fury and then they go ah yeah but you know he had two years off or whatever you know like hey, look, he beat like yeah. you know the former only heavyweight champion in the world who's never lost you know what I mean like he, you can't like tease him up and then beat him or just say Alexander Gustafsson beats John Jones on his return you can't go ah yeah but you know he was off for a while it's like he's never lost like give over you know what I mean People do do that, though. I know, yeah, but that's uh, like life. Yeah, but yeah, but it's worse with with it's your own country doing it. You know I mean, like if the English papers want to go, oh yeah, but no. You know what I mean, like yeah. in fairness, New Zealand beat England. You know what I mean? So like, it's not the week before. It's not like they were playing. You know, I was gonna say Fiji, but they beat France, so they're clearly doing well. But you know, what I mean, they weren't playing Georgia and then playing. You know, oh no, Italy and then played us. See, I think I think we're on a different scale to certain people because like certain people would only follow rugby and not yeah. give a shit about the football or else certain people would only follow the football and not give a shit about the rugby and then there's also people who would probably just follow the ga and then just watch a bit of the football or rugby but like, yeah. the main thing is ga and it's like they want to I don't know it's well that's sort of the background mm. of it. obviously we're doing a show now and we're covering the, of the football and the rugby so like we're sort of like we understand what's going on in the rugby and we understand yeah. what's going on in the football. So we get what an actual friendly is. We get Ireland playing Northern Ireland in a friendly is going to be a, a goalless draw yeah. friendly. But like we get the background of rugby and everything that when Ireland are playing New Zealand... And one is playing two in the world. Yeah. That it's going to be a nil-all draw as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like... I, I in just it's very rare there's actually a friendly in rugby. You know what I mean? Unless... The only time I ever see when there's a friendly in rugby is when one team is far superior to the other. Like when Ireland go play Georgia... In a friendly. You know what I mean? They'll probably play the third string team and they'll try their new back moves. You know what I mean? But like, Ireland are never going to play England, Wales, Scotland, France, Italy, Argentina, Australia, South Africa, Fiji in a friendly because Ireland are going to go out and try their hardest to win each time. Yeah, exactly. It was just, uh, I think even from doing the page and then obviously we like promote other fighters and athletes from like different parts of the world like even like from England from Darren Till to like supporting the Irish rugby team the Irish boxers the Irish football to like, supporting Demetrius Mouse Johnson in Japan yeah but it, it, so I think it's, it's when someone comes back in and just like oh diminishes the win you're like mate fuck off I think it speaks more for your character than does anything else yeah. you diminish someone else's achievement yeah but he was so, he just looked he just looked like a, such a sour bastard anyway he wasn't like you could tell he didn't own like an Irish jersey, no matter what jersey it was. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he felt he, like he's the he's the fellow who owns like the bleeding Turks and Caicos jersey. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he was like, oh yeah, this is my uh, Jamaican football team jersey. That's who I follow. Is like, you just want to follow the most obscure team possible? No, it, yeah, it, you know what? It'd be like whoever Ireland are playing, 
in any sport, he'd be oh. wearing the other team's top. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, the San Marino jersey on for this <laughs> yeah. week. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like where did you even get that? Yeah. It's like, where, where'd you get that? Because I wouldn't mind one, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, he just seemed like a sour prick anyway. But, like, yeah. he was making some sort of valid points, but it was so, like, it was like, no, it it would be like someone who doesn't follow rugby to be like, ah, oh, but it was just a friendly. It's like, technically you are correct, but, like, this is the background of it. And, like, if you understood yeah. the background, then, like, as in, like, mm. he'd be like, they shouldn't do the hacker. It's like, yeah, or he'd be like, uh, different history. Ireland actually like forced a lot of penalties in that game. I think they forced seven penalties in the first half, and like that was more than the amount of penalties New Zealand had given up in the last three games, or something, something like that. It was somewhere it sat like that, and I'm sure your man was like, oh, they weren't taking it serious because they were giving away all the penalties, even though like they were forced to give away that many penalties. It was sort of stats like that that it was like, oh. no, it wasn't that good. New Zealand weren't on their day. They were also missing that player and that player. It's like, here, look. New Zealand are known for always having strength and depth. Yeah. Le- you know he, he, he's obviously gotten under your skin. But um, if you look at this way, look at World Cup finals. They're never really that good anyway. It's like, it's, there's loads of like, throw-ins or free kicks or corners and people head them in. There's no like 5-4. Yeah, it's not like... So like you're going to get... This is free from football. This is going to be a tough game. and they all, New Zealand and Ireland both knew whoever won this is going to be the last time they're going to play each other before the World Cup next year. And like having the win over the other person is going to play some mind games in the way in the lead-up. Yeah. I feel like New Zealand are going to have less pressure now going next year and Ireland are going to have more. Like Going yeah. into this World Cup, I think loads of the press are going to be like, it's coming home or something. You know? Yeah. Like... The, 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 the Irish media do blow up loads of stuff uh, obviously most journalists would have went to like a, a higher college or a higher school possibly rather, and they would be like hyping it up because their number one sport would be rugby you know what I mean yeah. so they'd be like it is coming home yeah. you know what I mean whereas like you can't really do it with football because it's not the same thing you know also it's not believable it's not believable <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, is the, yeah. which is a big part of it. And also, we're sort of lucky as well that in rugby, not many countries play it to a high mm-hmm. level. Whereas, like, in football, every country has a team. And if yeah. they don't, you're sort of like, that's not even a country. Yeah, so I think to sort of close off the Irish rugby New Zealand for the year. Uh, oh, sorry, the, the America game. Um, yeah, we look at the American game. Uh, Ireland won that quite convincingly with a second to third strength team, uh, 57-14. And uh, Andrew Conway got three tries as well. Yeah, Andrew Conroy, uh, Dublin's own, playing down the Munster. Look, just goes to show, you know what I mean? Like, those those uh, back three positions, with the two wings and fullback are getting very, very competitive. Um, you probably look at Keith Earls and go, you know, come the World Cup, will he be starting? It could be Conway. Um, obviously, Stockdale's, like, locked in on that wing. And then you have, you know, will it be Carney fullback? I'd probably say yes. But then, like, I feel like Larimer is, like, the guaranteed sub because he can play... On either the two wings and a fullback, and it's like quite the good utility person to have. And who knows who's going to break through as well. Mm. And then like yeah, also have there's a lot of versatility in the team. Like you know what I mean like Joey Carberry, he can play fullback, he can also play out half. Uh, Henshaw, he can play centre, he can play fullback. He seems you know? to be injury prone now at the moment as well. Yeah, uh, he has been a bit getting a few knocks here and there. But also Keith Earls is also a brave person to have so because he can play centre, wing and fullback. You know what I mean? It's just it's such strength and depth in the team. The front row looks as good as ever. Um, the second rows, you have Ian Henderson, Toner, uh, James, Ryan. Ryan. And then the back row is like stupidly competitive. Yeah. Well, like Sean O'Brien keeps getting injured. Yeah, but like even if you take him out, you know what I mean? You have Stander, O'Mahony, Van der Fleer, Jordy Murphy, Dan Levy, Jack Conan. I'm sure like I'm leaving some people out as well. You know what I mean? Definitely, like yeah. I'm just sitting there going, right, the Ireland second stream team, I'm almost like, 
they could almost win the Six Nations. You know what I mean? That's how confident I am in the squad at the moment. No, I agree. Um, oh, also, Todd Byrne in the second round as well. He scored three tries in two games. What more do you want from the fella? Four tries. And your mate, Alton Dillon. Alton Dillon, yeah, who couldn't even get into the squad. Oh, no, do you yeah. know what? He supposedly had problems with his family and stuff, so he sort of, like, let sort that stuff yeah. out and then worry about coming back to Ireland yeah but also that Ireland team that just beat New Zealand has Conor Murray to come back into the squad as well this is what I wanted to get into uh, I believe like every position is sort of covered with two players if not three in certain positions but uh, I think it, I think this Ireland team is only going to get better and better and better because mm. look at the records now we're just getting better and better but the thing is I think it's all going to come down to who's going to be the person to replace Johnny Sexton and who can sort of live up to that standard and have the balls that he has because yeah. like a game is won a loss at our half and like if you have a player who's sort of in there and can't really like the, the, whoever steps in number 10 now is going to have such a huge position to take because you also have to do all the kicks I know Murray can take the kicks as well but like you want that guy to be the most confident guy on the pitch uh, I don't know who's really coming through obviously you have Joey Carby there uh, but like I think I think There's now that he's lot. down in Munster, that's a real benefit as well. Though. Oh no, definitely. He's starting. Yeah. He's starting each week. He's playing the Heineken Cup games for Munster. You know what I mean? He's starting to get the big game pressure field. But he was also the out half who beat New Zealand in Chicago as well. Yeah. So like, oh, like it is there. But no, you're hundred uh, percent. You're right. There's cover everywhere. But out half's the one position you look and go. If we lose Sexton, you're like, oh, I don't know. But like, what happens if we lose Sexton going into next year, into the World Cup, and then like Carby has to be the man? You know what I mean? Does he, he have the bottle? It's just like I sort of look at he's Johnny have, Sexton, Ireland are in the final. Yeah, Joey Carberry, Ireland are in the semi final. Yeah, it's it's just going to be a lot of pressure, and because of social media and all as well. Now, even the English football team were like looking at the videos of the people, the fans going mad. You like they were like, oh shit, oh shit, going to the semi final. Yeah, uh, no one wanted to make the mistake to lose. And then because they were too worried about making mistakes, they lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, it's just going to be very, very interesting to see if Johnny Sexton comes out of the team. Because that's, that's your most important position, really. It's almost like in, in American it's football. It's the of the yeah, team. If Tom Brady's out of that Patriots team, I mean, they're going nowhere, really. Like, you know? It's just... Yeah. Uh, it's just like you have to keep Johnny Sexton and Cotton Wool. It's just uh, yeah, but you're also losing like Messi from Barcelona. You know what I mean? I know, like, that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. the equivalent. Like he's the best player in the world, Johnny know, Sexton. Yeah. But also, yeah. he's not only that; he's a leader in the team. Like he gives the t- team talks. Like he's very famous for going in. I remember Leinster playing the Hunting Cup final against Northampton, and Sexton was only a young fella, and he went in and read the team the riot act, and then they came back from about twenty eight points down and beat them in the second half. And he's just one of those players who like. You probably, if you looked at the team and they were all just stand there and you've never watched rugby and went, who's the leader? You'd never pick him out. But he is the leader and he leads by example. He's not afraid to try stuff out. It's almost like his brain is a computer when he's playing. Yeah. He like, he like, does the calculations in his head and then makes the yeah. move. Yeah, and my, I was, what I was going to say was, it's just like he just turns the switch on and like he's just in the zone and no one can get in there. It'd be like, put it this way, if he is out, and Joey Kirby has to step in. Like, that's huge boots to fill, yes. But if Conor Murray's there to lead him the whole way through, yeah. maybe he can lead us over the line. Who yeah. knows? But I mean... But also now just... they're playing Munster together as well, which could be... It's probably a stronger uh, representation now with Kirby, with yeah. Murray there. It's yeah, great. you're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of pressure. And it's just sort of like, can they get him over the line, you know? I, I believe like, they can. Yeah, I don't sort of like, well... With Kirby, I'm not too sure. Obviously, he's not proven it yet. Maybe if he like, 
Mm. I don't know. He's he's only going to get thrown in the deep end, really, you know, and then yeah. sink or swim. But like, he could come out like a legend. But the thing is, I think Johnny Sexton now, as he's getting a bit older, he's like get, laying the ball off quicker. He's not mm. taking the big hits. Yeah, which is which helps us because uh, I think he re- this is his last opportunity of winning the World Cup, and he also mm. man, he's winning all the trophies and everything. I, I just hope he doesn't get targeted during the World Cup and gets the semi final and then gets taken out because there has been a lot of that in the past where people have targeted Sexton as a person. Yeah. Try and take him out. Well, the thing is, we do have an easy, an e- like an easy enough group. I think we have like is it Argentina in the group, yeah. maybe, or it could be Scotland. And then like the other teams are sort of slightly irrelevant, so we should get out of that group easy enough. I'm sure like the big games he'll play, and yeah. he's not. They're not going to waste them in the smaller games. Yeah, I'm sure when playing Georgia, whoever yeah. thir- fourth team in the group yeah. is, he doesn't have to play that game. It's just all. It's going to be all tactics, and yeah. Joe Schmidt is going to earn his bread. Uh, that leads us on to Joe Schmidt, who is obviously leaving Ireland after the next World Cup. Uh, but he was named Coach of the Year. Yeah. Look, Joe Schmidt has changed all his rugby, hasn't he? Do you, th- do you think it's only him, or do you think like another manager could have done the same? I th- I think he's different. Uh, from what I've heard, is he like writes up playbooks for all the players. He like gives you the stats on your opposite number and what their tendencies are, and like he expects you to read that. And he'll know if you haven't read that. Like he'll ask you, and like if you don't know the answer, it'll be very prevalent. You know what I mean? So I think. He's a step ahead. Like New Zealand are looking at him and being like, maybe we'll get him as next coach. I actually think what's going to happen is he'll finish up as Ireland manager and then he'll do the Lions tour and then he'll do New Zealand manager. That's the way I see it going from. Okay. And you know what? I don't blame him. Um, after World Cup, they could win it. They might not. You know what I mean? He... he He's taken Ireland to heights they've never been to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure by the World Cup, if we win the Six Nations Grand Slam, we'll 100% be number one team in the world. And he's done an absolutely incredible job. Yeah, it's very sad to see him go. I'd love if he's horn down forever. But if he's going to go, you have to let him go. Um, well, most, most most managers go in a bad situation. Yeah. At least he's leaving us in the best situation possible as well. Yeah. You could argue. Like, he could leave with the win the World Cup. Mm. I can't believe Ireland actually could possibly win the World Cup. Uh, supposedly, he's getting a bit of scrutiny, obviously, for never winning in a competitive uh, knockout game in the World Cup. That's one thing that he needs to definitely win mm. in the quarterfinals. But uh, think about if we win the quarterfinal, I think it could be against South Africa. Then the semifinal. Like, Ireland could have realistically been in the World Cup final. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they're, they're only, like... The way I look at it is we're three games away from in the World Cup. You know what I mean? Because I expect us to get out of the groups. Therefore, I expect us to quarterfinal and semifinal final. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're only, we only have to win three games. Like, that's the way I look at it. Because we're going to win the other three. That's how confident I am in Ireland's abilities. I know. I don't think... You see, the thing is, I don't think many people really understand it. I know we put out in the post being like, the World Cup's next year. But I don't think it really has triggered in anyone's head yet that, like... We're actually, like, the second favourites to win yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's And we just beat the favourites to win it. Yeah, I think it's because we've been following the Irish football team for so long. It's like, if we get out of the group stage, there's like a, a bank holiday, you know? Yeah, and I almost think this World Cup is almost the most open one in a very long time. Yeah. Like, I think it's like Ireland, New Zealand, South Africa, and then like sort of England and France. Now, I know France have been terrible in the Six Nations the last couple of years, but when it comes to World Cup, France always actually play really well. So like, you can't ever rule them out. Yeah, but also they'd have less pressure this time around. Yeah, because yeah. they've done terrible as of late. And who knows what mm. the hell they'll do in the and Six Nations. That's the first thing rolling up as well. Um, how does that work out this time now? This time, oh. well, we're away in Murrayfield. We're away in Cardiff and away in... Italy? Italy, yeah. We have England and France at home. They're going to be tough tickets to get as well. Yeah. But sure, look, we'll worry about that close to the day. But um, yeah, Joe Smith's leaving. And Andy Farrell, who is Joe Smith's 
assistant coach is stepping in as head coach. For those of you who don't know Andy Farrell is, he's actually owned Farrell. England's out half star. Um, yeah. Look, he seems to have done a very good job with Ireland. He's like He looks after a lot of defensive uh, situations on the Irish team. I think he is defense defense coach. So, uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Um, is, there is, the right man for, is he the right man for the job? I'm not too sure. But we'll see how things go. Um, Lancaster is currently the Leinster coach. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Lancaster is going to take his assistant's role, which is quite funny because I actually think Lancaster is actually more experienced in a head coach role than Andy Farrell is. But yeah. interesting. It, it, it is the assistant Ireland manager job better than the head coach Leinster job? It's a tough, tough question. I mean. Although, hold on. Is Leo Cullen head coach Leinster? Leo Cullen's he's, head he's, coach. Sorry, he's head coach and Lancaster is his second in command. Oh, so he's swapping second commands for somewhere else. He used to be England coach at one stage, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah, which is like a very strange career tra- trajectory, but it is what it is. The, it's That Ireland team just seems to be able to run, it seems to be just on, like the the, the wheels are already rolling and yeah. full flow. Like anyone, like I feel mm. like if I was in charge for that game against uh, America, we'd still win it if I was just like, right, you're, like just you just have to pick the start in yeah. 15 and yeah. the sub, make the subs whenever you, yeah. you see fish. I wouldn't make any calls now. Yeah. It's like, Kick it out, lads. It's like what? But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really interesting time. The only thing I don't like about it is the fact it's over now for the end of the year, and now we have to wait until Six Nations, which starts yeah. in February. Which We're also like, going to the Scotland game. Yeah, it just seems like so far away. But like, you know, what I mean, myself and Ross are so used to watching the Irish football team do shit, and then watch Man U do shit, and you never see goals. That when you get something that you actually really enjoy, you're like, oh, please don't come. Yeah, yeah, play every week, will you? Yeah. Play every week. Ho- hopefully, yeah. hopefully, Leinster now will start stepping up. Yeah. So, moving from the end of the one era uh, with uh, Joe Schmidt and co, we're going to have a look at the end of another era. Martin O'Leal and Roy Keane have left uh, the Irish football team, and Mick McCarthy is in. Yeah. What's, what's your opinion on this, Barry? Well, just a bit of a background there. Ireland, the last time the Irish football team won a competitive game was back in October 2017. And that was a 1-0 win against Wales. Remember, James McLean scored. Yeah. And then we went into the World Cup uh, qualifiers against Denmark and then drew and lost. But uh, in 2018, we've only, Ireland have only won one game and that was against the USA. And that was a last-minute goal in the friendly. Uh, the last four games, Ireland haven't scored at all. And they've just been getting worse and worse. And the attendance has been getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, certain players are like don't even want to play for the country anymore. It's It looks like it's turmoil 101. Yeah. Like, I think we scored like three goals in the last eight games or something. It's fairly frightening stuff. Every striker that's gotten a game can't score. It's a total opposite to the yeah. rugby. And you know, what I, you know what I also really don't like? I don't like this League of Nations. Because not only is like terrible to watch Ireland... But to watch, watch them like have to play like the same teams that they draw nil all against over and over and over again or lose 1-0 to it, it's just like, oh, here, look, can they change that now? Yeah. Well, the thing is, we're going to get relegated out of that group now and then get into a pot C. Uh, also, the Euro 2020 draw is on this Sunday, so I wonder what teams are only going to get as well. Would, we must uh, move down the rankings. We're probably like down a pot now for that. I'm not, like, I'm not 100% sure, sure either but like, just, we probably are it's just like it's, it's so tough watching the Irish football as well being a Man U supporter because you're watching like 90 minutes of zero action nothing like one shot on target defending the whole game you're like what is this like why why am I even watching this like Ireland were actually uh, Denmark actually thought Ireland were so bad that they didn't play them in Copenhagen they played them in like our house it's called yeah like some way smaller stadium still couldn't sell it out because it was just like this team are terrible. And then yeah, Ireland's no, Ireland, Ireland seven defenders are playing as well. 
like it was just brutal football. Um, the thing is, right, I want to look at Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane leaving. Like I think Martin O'Neill won three Champions Leagues. Roy Keane won one. Uh, obviously as footballers, as players, I mean. But you're losing that experience now. Mick McCarthy's come back in. Uh, Mick McCarthy, previously manager of Ireland, he brought Ireland to a what was it? Uh, last six, last seven, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, and we lost to Spain on penalties. Yeah, and that was when that was Subhan two thousand two. Yeah, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Sixteen years later, he's back in charge. How yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, there was huge controversy about this man, the new manager. Who was it going to be? Uh, looking at it now, obviously Mick McCarthy is the man in charge now. But people were saying they wanted Stephen Kenny in charge, who was the Denmark, ma- uh, sorry, the Dundalk manager. And I was sort of like, right, obviously Mick McCarthy got the job. The thing is, right, Ireland have to qualify for Euro twenty twenty because two games are being held in Dublin and. Ireland ha- like are going to be hosting them games and Ireland will be in one if not two of them matches so Ireland have to qualify it's sort of like lads just all you have to do is qualify like yeah. th- that seems easy enough for every other country yeah. but you just have to do it lads and like they don't they're handing out qualification places like just like free passes but like Ireland is still making a dog's dinner out of it um, the thing is people were like get Stephen Kenny in get Stephen Kenny in get Stephen Kenny in but like Stephen Kenny is managing semi-pro footballers like I wouldn't call a Dundalk player like a full. I know, I know they, I know they should be full professionals, but they're not like seen as the same like as a Premier League footballer. Isn't well, like, they're not getting way, the, like they're getting like they're not getting four. They're not even getting three star treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're not getting at the end at the end of the year. Well, they might the highest paid players probably walk getting like thousand euro a week. You know what I mean? It's yeah. never walking fifty grand a year. Like yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like I know accountants who get paid better than that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um. I was just looking at going, Stephen Kenny, he's taking on the under-21s role and, um, and it looks like he's going to become the full Ireland manager in two years' time. It's almost like a a training system that they're putting up. It's in, like Stephen Kenny's, what he's been doing with the Dundalk team has been very good, fair play to him and players have left the team and he's still managed to win leagues and cups. But the thing is, like he's dealing with players that are like have been at other clubs and have, haven't been getting paid and he's used to all these sort of problems. Whereas if he steps in as the manager of Ireland, he's now dealing with multi-millionaires who are sort of like looking at him and Kevin Gilban and Kenny Cunningham both and Keith Andrews they all said that the players mightn't respect him as much because they're like this, who is this guy Stephen Kenny yeah. you know what I mean uh, apparently he walked down Gravity as well and people probably don't yeah. even know him like you know what I mean let's, yeah. let's call it Space Bay like at least Mick McCarthy you know what I mean when it all comes to a head he's a bit of a hard man you know what I mean as in like he won't take any nonsense he'll, he'll like put the players in their place when they need to be put there and yeah. in fairness he's going to roll them up I look at Martin O'Neill and he's he look and go he sort of goes, ah, he didn't play very well. I don't see him getting like too fired up. I don't see him getting, given the halftime team talk. I think they just sort of stuck to his like terrible tactics yeah. and just got on with it. Yeah, but you, t- okay, obviously there's going to be, something's going to happen now after this, after this appointment. Like they're either going to like do better or worse. I don't think they're going to play the same. No. But the th- yeah, because obviously we're not going to play seven defenders. But like the amount of experience we're losing in that change room and now bringing in Mick McCarthy. I don't know what like what sort of move is that? Is that like a level move? Is that downgrading? Is that upgrading? Because I don't see it. It's well, like, first of all, Roy Keane must be freaked. Yeah, that like Mick McCarthy taking his his job. Well, he's not uh, taking his job. Well, like he's taking the job from him. Yeah. Um, like Mick McCarthy only has to really walk in the door and be like, Keane was a bollocks, isn't he? And everyone yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then automatically he's gonna have them on yeah, side. Well, I don't think it's gonna be that straightforward of a common. Send play. them home to Soy Pan. Go on, Mick. Uh, look, it's an interesting one. And for, first of all, right, it's a, it, it probably is a downgrade in experience, a downgrade in achievements. Like, Martin O'Neill's won, like, umpteen amount of leagues with Celtic. You know what I mean? Umpteen amount of Scottish Cups. I don't know if Mick McCarthy's ever won something 
did he win a championship or something with Wolves? Maybe. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then Roy Keane, uh, obviously, as a player, has been very successful. As a manager, not so successful. But, you know, he, he understands the Irish setup. He understands how the Irish football team should play. They're not the most talented, but you sort of knows how to win ugly, put it that way. Uh, Mick McCarthy, I'd agree, similar enough. He knows how to win ugly. Um, obviously, financially, they're paying him less than Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. I think... Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane were on something like two point six million a year between the two of them, mm-hmm. and I think McCarthy's yeah. going to be on six hundred grand a year by himself, one point two million over the two years. So, look, obviously they've cut back financially on their manager, and to be honest, like, like Irish managers should not be paid that much. They shouldn't be paid more than you know your Spanish manager or Portuguese manager or near that level. They should be paid to the standard the Irish football team is. Yeah, and who even agreed that deal like that? Obviously, John Delaney did, but I think back in the day. Dermot Desmond, who I think like owns the majority of Celtic at the time, I think he was like paying half the salary. Yeah, but when he when Martin O'Neill then signed the new contract after having the negotiate negotiations with Stoke, mm. he then got his wages doubled nearly. Yeah, and then the FAI only the FAI were paying for that. Dermot yeah. Desmond wasn't. Yeah, he, to do he, it. he went off. Yeah, uh, like obviously they were afraid of losing him. It must be like uh, a yeah, it must be like a loyalty bonus. Well, they got yeah. the Euros and. Or whatever it was. And it was a or, great time. Yeah. It was a great time. So, in fairness, he created some good memories. And, in fairness, there's not many other managers floating around. Like, I think Mick McCarthy almost got the job through default. You know, when you... Harry Redknapp is in the jungle. Uh, <laughs> loads of people were asked for Chris Hooten. And I was like, he's not going to leave Brighton. No. Who are, like, he's actually doing well with. To go and manage Ireland, who are muck. And I was like, who else is there? <laughs> you know what I mean? And Fulham took Ranieri. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Arsene was available. Zidane. Yeah. Yeah, the big money man. In fairness, John Delaney was just like, right. By the way, if you check out the FEI's Instagram, they actually deleted comments on it because people were just writing so much shit in it, which was actually hilarious, some of the stuff. Mm. But they were like, people were like, right, we want Stephen Kenny. And then people were like, oh, Mick McCarthy is a solid idea. I think they were right in appointing Mick McCarthy because, like, like imagine Stephen Kenny was appointed and we kept losing like it would be like oh, that was terrible so Mick McCarthy's now in charge for the next two years uh, he's Terry Connors is it Connors? Connors? yeah Terry Connors and Robbie Keane as assistants yeah and then uh, they've agreed a deal already that um, Stephen Kenny's going to take charge after the Euros um, why did they even agree to this while well, he takes over the under 21s because like what happens if we win the Euros like Mick McCarthy's obviously going to stay obviously we're not going to win it but like you can dream yeah, well, people are going to be like, if we do well enough, people are going to say, Mick should stay on. Yeah, suppose he's like, no, it's done. But, like, know, but like, like, the way we're like, oh, we need a change. S- Stephen Kenny would be great, like, because people are like, oh, I love it, go on. Like, they're, they're more like, they're doing it for out of heart, not out of, like, their brains. Yeah, well, in fairness, the chairman of the FAO, John Delaney, he's ticked all the boxes here. He's given the electricity faithful, uh, you know, their opportunity to, like, Grassroots football, they have Stephen Kenny in there. He's got a match under twenty ones. They have Mick McCarthy, you know, a face that Irish football knows. And then they're like, and by the way, with Mick McCarthy, here's Robbie Keane, former captain and all time record goal scorer. He's also on the coaching staff, and it's just like, right, well, you, you sort of can't overly be annoyed because yeah. you've gone from not being able to take a shot to having Ireland's all time top goal scorer. In on the coaching staff, he's apparently going up and down the country and up and down the UK looking players. Also, Mick McCarthy, when he was in charge last time, apparently, like the first thing he did was he emailed every country in the UK, being like, How many which players there are eligible for Ireland? I, I think Rangers were the first team to get back to him, and like, We have none, but like, yeah. thanks very much, yeah. good luck. And like, he's gonna find out who's available to play for Ireland, and he's, 
he'll ask the question and the good thing about Mick McCarthy is I don't think he would have put up with any Declan Rice uh, stuff I think he would have went do you want to play yes or no no well then grand boy you know what I mean and it would have been done and dusted it would have been the whole I hope he pays for us you know what I mean yeah. we don't want to see that yeah I think John Delaney made this decision knowing that his like there could have been an absolute mutiny being like not going to any games anymore like uh, like he's on more money now than the English FA is on like he's on like 400 grand a week uh and what's he doing? He's not even putting any money into League of Ireland. We were only discussing earlier, like, I'd love if there was a bit of money and then there was something to entice you to go to the game. Like, for instance, see the way Bowes put that Bob Marley picture on the jersey. Then, like, whoever was in charge of the, the rights of Bob Marley were like, hey, you can't sell that. So now they have a load of jerseys that they can't sell. Huh. I didn't even like, know that was a thing. Yeah. It's just, uh, he, he's, he did that because now over the next two years people won't really complain and then he's going to reinstate himself as a president again and he's just sort of like lying in his, up, his own pockets. How can he be on 400 grand a week? We don't even I didn't know he was on 400 people. grand a week. I thought he was on 400 grand a year. Oh, sorry, 400 grand a year, yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah. Well, like, I was like, that's Jeez. different. I was like, 400 grand a week. I was like, who's thinking he's Alexis Sanchez? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, he's on that. And he looked these, after his ass big yeah, time. He's, he's on that and all the expenses under the sun as well, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, all like, the free he, points. Yeah, he hasn't paid for dinner once. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like he's so he's so smart, isn't he doing that? Like people yeah. were calling for his head out. That's why those comments are deleted yeah. on Instagram because people are like, "Right, great, now Delaney out." Yeah, and people like he was just like, "Here, get rid of that." Yeah, it's a bit like uh, the Arsenal board were like Wenger out, or the Arsenal fans were like Wenger out, and it was like John Delaney out. Yeah, you know what I mean, and look, well, now, he's been there a very long time, and I personally don't think he's done that very good of a job. No, it's the way they haven't put any money into League of Ireland. I, as, like we said before, we'd love to see more League of Ireland players playing. I think Stephen Kenny is now has, has free reign to bring a load of them into the under-21s team yeah. to move them on to the first team because then he'd be like moulding them to play, which is great. But yeah. the thing is, like for these lads to actually be able to physically compete, there needs to be more money put into the league. Yeah, well, like, Ireland needs to improve rapidly because you have players like Gavin Bazunu from Shamrock Rovers who's now signed for Man City yeah. and in like in three years time if Ireland don't pull their bleeding socks up you know he'll go and play for England and that's just the way it is isn't it yeah but like you're looking at the deals these lads could make and yeah. like Declan Rice like there's talk about him potentially going to Man U now yeah and if he goes to them from West Ham and saying he's from England they can charge Man U 50 million but if he says he's Irish 20 million max yeah you see like these and then his wages will either be 300 grand a week or else 100 grand a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's all, it's all business now. It's it's the same as the basketball, yeah. man. It's real like, they're only signing one year contracts so they get the biggest amount of money every year. Look at, Alexis Sanchez, suppose he has earned over 22 million playing for Man U and he's been like, scored what? Three goals? It's as if he's not even trying. I don't know, it's just, uh, it's weird, thing. it's like, I remember when we were growing up, like, the players, it wasn't about the money. Like, yeah. you, you get the money for how well you play. But now you just step in, you're on 400 mm. grand a week and you're sort of like, you didn't have to prove anything. <laughs> You're on yeah. that money before you've even scored a goal. Facts. That's why Facts I think football is getting worse. And that's why yeah. I think the rugby is getting better. Because they're still hungry to get more and more. Yeah, like, the rugby players haven't earned their max wage yet. Yeah. And then the footballers, like, they probably have. Yeah. Give like, or take, you know what I mean? Yeah, as in like, who's going to be on 800 grand a week? Yeah, um, but like, you look at PSG and I was, I was seeing that like, Neymar apparently gets 400 grand extra a month if he goes over and like claps the fans at the end of the game. I'm like, are you messing? And then like, Mbappe's contract was leaked and they were saying that he wants 30 grand an extra week to pay for like his chef and his security and his driver. And I was sitting there going, what, the two, 300 grand a week there is, is enough for yeah. you? You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're all competing to show Yeah, but they need to be the most. Yeah, they need to have yeah. the most. Yeah, I know, but that, yeah, I know, but can you blame them and stuff, you know? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I know, but the thing is, once you have that much money, you're sort of like, 
what's the difference? It, that's why the rugby is just sort of they seem like they're doing it for the country. Whereas, yeah, I think I think they're all on IRFU contracts with the rugby, so they're all paid like within a hundred grand a year, the same of each other. I mean, like I'm sure Sexton's on the most, and then like you know Murray, just say Sexton's on a million a year, I'd say Murray's on like eight hundred grand, and then like you know all the other first team players who have like over forty caps are probably on six hundred grand, and then you know what I mean. See the thing is If they were on way more money You'd sort of You see because the rugby people They sort of come across as if Like they're like you Yeah You know what I mean Whereas like the footballers You're like You can't Like like Rashford pulling up in a Lamborghini I can't That that like doesn't resonate with me In any yeah. sort of way You know what I mean Yeah I think the, when the rugby players Are getting a photo with you And you're like Hey how are you And it's like yeah. a genuine Oh how are you getting on yeah. Whatever nice to meet you And they'd actually go like Oh I'd be like Ross nice to meet you And they'd be like Oh Paul O'Connell Nice to meet you You yeah. know what I mean Yeah I suppose to Marcus Rashford would be like, all right, hurry up, get the photo. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's really like, get the photo where I can go off and live my best life. Yeah, so. yeah it's... What do you enjoy now most at the moment, actually? Oh, well, definitely, definitely the rugby and definitely like, not same. Irish football or Manchester United football. Yeah. So it's just more so, look, I want to see the pinnacles. When I watch sport, I want to see the best. You know what I mean? And the best trying. Yeah, yeah. That's big for Barry. Everyone has to try hard. If they don't, yeah, yeah. If they don't try, like get yeah. off the pitch. So, like, I, I just want to see the best, be the best. And when you're watching Ireland versus New Zealand, it, like, couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Yeah, that was a great time. And when I'm watching Ireland, I'm like, geez, any excuse to flick the channel or like, geez, just take an extra bathroom <laughs> yeah. break. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I'll oh, make an extra cup of tea. How we can go boil the kettle? It will take thirty seconds of the game. Up. Well, that's why when we're watching the match together, we're sort of like, you're hardly going to change the channel. But yeah. like, when you're there by yourself, you're like, fucking hell, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But like, if it was like a movie and it was yeah. a terrible movie, you'd change it. Yeah. Same thing. We're about to watch Man U tonight. And we're like, oh, do we have to? It's like, wake me up when it's over, man. Right. So, uh, watch. How should we wrap up the show? Well, first uh, of all. Thanks for tuning in. Anyway, uh, I'm sure you've caught up with your Irishness now and you feel totally Irish now. Yeah, you feel like you have a bleeding shamrock coming out of your hole. <laughs> <laughs> shamrock nipples. Yeah, so guys, um, thanks a million for watching. Um, listening. Listening. Whatever you do with us. Uh, we'd love a shout out. We always love shout outs. Give us a shout out. We'll give you a shout out back. That's how we, that's how we run it. Don't, actually, sometimes you get people messing us for shout outs. It's like, here, look. Yeah, what is the story with that? Yeah, it's like it's very easy to get one off us. You just it, have to yeah. give us one. Don't you know I mean? don't ask us for a shout out unless like it like even makes sense. It's, it's yeah. just a weird thing. It's a weird thing. It'd be like someone coming up to you randomly and be like, give us 20 euros. Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You should know how it works. Otherwise, that's why you're not yeah, good you, at doing it. You, do you know what? They obviously don't listen to the yeah. show. Yeah. Could to be like, give us a shout out. If I was listening, I'd be like, oh, you're just screenshotting saying good show. Yeah. I was like, then we'll shout you out for saying th- like it's like yeah. a thank you. Or let us know what you think of the show. Just be like, the lads are McCarthy in and McCarthy out. And be like, all right, well, there they go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, guys, uh, thanks a minute. So, again. overall, let's, let's rewind, right? Overall, we're going to win the Six Nations. We're going to at least hit the semis in the World Cup. It's uh, not the final. I expect the final. Yeah, no, but I don't want to be like final. No, no, the final. Like, confess, we're the best team in the world. Like, oh, no, what we, I want to hit the final as yeah. well, obviously. Um, and then, like, Irish football, we hope to Christ... We qualify for it. Can we just have someone who can score a goal for us? That's all I want. Like, I, mean, I don't mind losing 3-2. Does anyone like, have just a, not lose does one it, Does anyone have a, a cousin? Whoever's listening to the show, do you have a cousin? And then just send them over to Ireland. And, and then let, let's see. If let's put them up front. Yeah, just put them up front. Imagine we had like an eight-foot like basketballer. Ash, look, <laughs> it is what it is. So guys, uh, yeah, thanks a million for listening to the show. Guys, stay Irish. But as always, stay, stay energised. energized.